Hello and welcome to the Violin and Viola Practice Power Podcast. I'm Laurel Thompson, and today we're doing something a little bit different. An interview with musician Sam Brown. Sam is a drummer, and he has produced a CD titled Self-Hypnosis for Musicians, and also a recent iPhone app called Musicians Hypnosis. The goal of this work is what I think we all want as musicians and students of musical instruments to become more confident in our instrument, to sight read more fluently, and develop better intonation and rhythm keeping skills, to get over stage fright and the nervousness that some of us might feel before a lesson or an audition or an exam. We want to learn faster and more effectively and develop better stage presence and performance skills. These are all topics that Sam includes in his CD and on the iPhone app. And if you've been following my podcast for a while, you'll have realized that these are all topics that I'm very interested in, as well as the hypnosis angle. And I can speak from personal experience with his CD that uh, that these tracks are very effective. So without further ado, let's welcome Sam Brown to the podcast. I hope you enjoy. All right. So, um, Sam Brown, welcome to the Violin and Viola Practice Power Podcast. How are you doing today? Hello. Well, thank you for inviting me along. It's good to be speaking to you all. So, um, this is awesome that you're actually my first, uh, my first guest interviewee. And, um, I wanted well, to bring you that's on. That's good to hear because I'm the first time I've ever done this kind of thing as well. So it's okay. new for a start. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so we're here today because um, Sam is a musician. Um, you're a drummer, right? Uh, yeah, some people would say that that's actually a contradiction. You can't be a musician and a drummer, but I, I, oh. I hope to prove them wrong sometimes. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's also a hypnotherapist, or, or um, he does hypnosis. Sam, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got into doing um doing hypnosis and um, a little bit about your background as a musician or as a drummer. <laughs> sure, sure. Well, my mother tells me I was a, a knife and fork drummer uh, when I was little, <laughs> so they very quickly gave me something that I was actually supposed to hit rather than things that I wasn't supposed to hit. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, when I was about, I don't know, I got my first little drum kit when I was about six, and I started messing around on those. Um, and then when I was at school, they didn't actually give drum lessons because where I went to school, the drums weren't really considered a musical instrument. So, uh, mm-hmm. And I wanted to be involved in music, so I took up the trombone, and I, I took the trombone through to grade eight, which is our sort of um, a, a fairly high level here. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, while I was doing that, I was teaching myself the drums. Uh, and there were a couple of people that were very influential uh in my life. One was, uh, was our family doctor, who was brilliant, very, very helpful chap, a very good drummer, and I learned a lot from him, and I learned a lot from my uncle, who's uh, also a very good drummer. So I had some very strong influences, but it wasn't as though I was having regular lessons. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time, I was listening to music and working it out on my own. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, the, the, the formal training that I was having in the trombone, obviously, I learned all about my you know, the theory and stuff to get through the trombone exams. So the the two approaches of learning, one was very self-motivated, self-learning mm-hmm. uh, method, and the other was more school. The two things together, you know, made me 
as a, as a musician. The hypnosis thing really didn't kick in until uh, when I was gigging professionally, I suppose when I was about sort of mid-twenties, I just knew that I could be playing better uh -huh. when I was on stage. Playing in ensemble was okay. It was when I had to do solos and things, which, um, I don't know, I just started to get a bit of stage fright, I suppose. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the racing heart and the sweaty hands, and, and I knew that I wasn't playing as well as I probably could play. And it was at about that sort of time, I think I saw a TV show or heard a radio article or something, uh, about uh, hypnosis, and uh, it was like a stage hypnosis thing. People were running around crack, quacking like ducks and doing a lap. <laughs> and I just thought, well, couldn't we do something a little bit more constructive here? And uh, <laughs> um, uh, one part of the show, I think, was they were pretending to be concert pianists, okay. you know. And I just thought, yeah, this would be cool if I could harness a bit of that. And um, I, uh, I went for, I think it was three sessions of hypnotherapy with a local therapist mm -hmm. just to get me to relax when I was playing more, and it was very effective, and I enjoyed it. And uh, it just seemed so such an easy therapy. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously what the therapist was doing was quite, was, was very subtle, mm -hmm. but I, I wasn't going into particularly deep trances, I think, but it, nonetheless it was very effective. And I just thought, yeah, let's learn about this. Right. So the next thing that happened was I just went out and bought a load of books and uh, read up about well, as much as I could find. Um, and uh, I started making my own hypnotherapy tapes for myself. Mm -hmm. And the good thing about doing that is that you, you wind up writing a lot of hypnotic inductions, suggestion tracks, that kind of thing. So all the writing I was doing, little did I know it, but actually I was programming myself with the the necessary skills to then, you know, be able to produce some of these language patterns spontaneously. And, uh, well, at the end of the day, I just looked at this great rack of cassettes and <laughs> thought, well, I've done quite a lot of recording here. And I started comparing what I was churning out with um, uh, commercially available um, uh, hypnotherapy material, you know. And I thought, well, my stuff actually stands up pretty well against that. And uh, I'm, I was then, and I still am, completely unqualified, uh -huh. which I'm very comfortable with because my angle is that I'm a professional musician. That's my job. Uh -huh. um, and I uh, preach the idea that you don't need to be, uh, you know, a, a highly qualified psychologist or whatever mm -hmm. to be able to do yourself an incredible amount of good it, it's rather like going to the drugstore and buying yourself some paracetamol or something right. it's it's self-help therapy and you can do it and you don't need qualifications to do it if you know what to do great go for it yeah that's awesome that's um well i mean your cd it's called self-hypnosis for musicians and i thought that that was interesting even though you're the one that's you know, giving us the induction and, and, and all of that, it's still, um, I did get the sense that, you know, you're trying to put the, the, the power of, of our mind, our practice into, you know, into the client, into the listener. And, um, and it comes across. I thought that was, that was very Thank nice. Thank you. I think a lot of people, a lot of therapists would say that, uh, largely hypnosis is self-hypnosis because yeah. I believe that somebody can guide you 
into what is actually a perfectly natural state of mind. Uh, yeah. Everybody goes into a trance. If they go to the movies, they go into a trance. Yeah. And, you know, your, your hand will be stuck <laughs> halfway between the popcorn and your mouth at the exciting bits, you know. And you, yeah. you've got a good example of arm catalepsy, which people would normally think was actually a, a deep, deep trance phenomenon. Yeah. And it's not. It's every day. Yeah. It's like looking for your car keys and you can't find them because you're negatively hallucinating them. You're, 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 you're filtering them out. Um, and that's another... Mm-hmm. Uh, classic deep trance phenomena, and it happens all the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think we uh, it, it, the the idea that it was self hypnosis for musicians just puts the power, you know, more in the individual. Yeah. And um, the the CD which has been out for oh, I don't know, probably about twelve or fifteen years. I can't remember wow. when the first edition came out. We're on the third edition now. Um, if you want to check it out, sambrown.co.uk. But you could just do a search awesome. for self hypnosis for musicians, and you'll you'll certainly find my um, uh, my site. And the very exciting news is that it's now available as an iPhone app, and I'm so proud of that. It's yes. um, it's gone really well. I'm thrilled with it. Yeah, I was. I don't. I don't have an iPhone or an iPad, but I was um, looking at that possibility on your website, and, and I think that's just awesome. Um, it's definitely the way that that everything seems to be going these days. So. You know, the more the more technological options we have, the best, I think. Sure, sure. Well, I've, I have been looking into developing it for the the Android market, which I I awesome. may do one day. Uh, I'm not uh, I'm not uh, I'm not going to do that now because I've actually got some other iPhone apps which I'm working on uh, some some tuition ones. I've got a drum tuition iPhone app out as well. And I'm helping some other people develop, uh, you know, music tutorial iPhone apps as well. So the idea of going to the Android market so that it can run on uh, the Android platform, it won't happen for a while. But don't let that worry you because you can still get the CD and the material is it's largely the same. I mean, I have to say that the, uh, the, the new recordings, the new soundtracks on the iPhone app really rock. I'm very, very pleased with the way they come out. Nice. Well, um... Your CD is awesome, and I, I think I mentioned in the email, the initial email that I sent to you, just when when I do listen to it, and I I, I bought it I think a few years back and um, listened to it for a while, and it, and it definitely seemed like it improved my focus and um, practicing and um, performance and just just kind of all across the board. And then more recently, I picked it up again. I've been sort of going through this new push. Um, with um, kind of expanding my my scope, um, exploring different genres, um, which sure. I've been doing for the last several years, but now it's like another whole push towards, I mean, I've been taking East Indian violin lessons and just all wow. sorts of different things, you know, and so I brought out the CD again, and a couple weeks ago I listened, because I had programmed um, it's really nice because Sam has, has made all the tracks individual so you can program your own um, induction. You know, there's a couple options there, and then you can program um, into, you know, I've got my iPad. So, so I just make little playlists of different things I want to be working on and then just listen to those, and you don't have to stop and, and kind of, you know, find a track or whatever. But, um, but I, I listened to this one, and I think I, I put in there, like, turbo practice and music reading and, and stuff like that. And, and then yeah. later on that day, like I practiced for four hours and it felt like one hour. 
Oh, wow, that's fantastic. And Excellent. I would have kept going, but um, but we had, my boyfriend and I, we had a dinner date, and, um, yeah, well, and he didn't want to stop me. <laughs> he didn't want to stop me, but I kind of came out to get some water. He's like, uh, we really have to get going. Oh, oh <laughs> so that's that was great. really that's awesome. Fantastic. And I was like, wow, you know, that yeah. that's really yeah. effective. And, wow. you know, um. In my experience, well, we should tell, always... perhaps tell the listeners that I can read through the list of tracks here because um, I can explain how it works a little bit. You've oh, got that would be the awesome. hypnotic injunction, yeah, and then you've awesome. got all the different tracks for, for different um, whatever you want to work on, really. We've got uh, creativity, there's a reading thing, the turbo practice you mentioned. Mm-hmm. There's a good one for rhythm and timekeeping, which isn't just for drummers, by the way. There are plenty of guitarists out there who are strongly suggest use that one. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> there's a pitch and tuning track as well, which sort of helps to link your own sort of subconscious understanding of what it is to be in tune, which is obviously yeah. the more correct. Yeah. And it, it helps to turn off that little voice in your head which says, you're a bit sharp, you're a bit flat. Do you know uh, what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Gives you a bit more confidence to trust your, your innate tuning ability and that's really important for violinists and violists i definitely encourage that because you know obviously we're not just hitting keys or or pressing buttons or whatever like every moment we're fine-tuning our tuning and and it really is you know something that that the inner ear is directing the muscles towards it's not it's not a muscle memory when people kind of get get stuck with this idea that they'll just memorize the the physical sure. feeling of where those notes are, they're always yeah. going to, you know, fall a little bit and behind Would there. you agree that you, you play at your most in tune when you are not thinking about being about playing in tune? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I find, well, yeah, because sometimes, like, you can kind of trip yourself up by, by trying to think, okay, well, how is my finger needing to be next you know like how is this next finger going to need to fall you know or maybe trying to use like the visual and okay does that look right is that where it's supposed to go and then it's it's not right you know but really i find that that um for myself and my students when when we're all the, the most in tune is when we're really just focusing on what we want the music to sound like and, and almost like like we're an audience member but we have yeah. this unique ability to also be creating the music that we're we're hearing um cool. and the best performance yeah. you know that i've experienced has been there too where it's like wow this is awesome and <laughs> oh my gosh i'm doing it but i'm not even like really you know I, i'm in the zone i'm i'm in the flow of it i'm not really um, yeah. there every single yeah. moment making it happen it's just kind of happening and i'm yeah. going for the ride so, well that's yeah. very much what i'm trying to uh you know help with here with this particular track it's just mm-hmm. turning off your inner doubt there yeah um, which is often what gets in the way yeah um there's a couple other tracks there's uh, there's one for music exams there's another one for auditions they just get you in the right zone for that mm-hmm. um there's uh, a stage fright one which specifically targets you know the uh, um those issues the the sweaty hands and the fluttering heart and all that uh stuff and um there's a what i call a pre-performance pep talk which uh just gets you in a bit of a zone you know yeah especially if there are times in the past when you've done a gig that's gone really well you feel you've absolutely played out of your skin and it's been fantastic and if you've experienced that before there's the net there's a neural net there there's a there's a there's like a template 
in your mind somewhere. Mm-hmm. And the hypnosis and that allows you to, you know, to click into that template um, by using a track like that. And, um, yeah, the, the response, um, people have said on the website, actually, they've said that the, the CD's worth that track. You know, it's worth getting the CD just for that track, which is really, really kind of it. That's awesome. It's great. And, um, and th- those tracks are basically the same tracks that are on the iPhone app, but I've thrown in some extras as well. There's a there's a sort of public speaking one for, you know, if you don't like giving announcements over the microphone. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a lyrics memory uh, enhancement track for mm. singers. Uh, there's a couple other things, but awesome. um, so that's what the program does. And uh, yeah, it's um, it's on its third edition now with the CD. Um, uh, I, do, I, I hope you have the third edition. You must check, and if not, I'll send you a copy of the third edition. I believe I do. I don't know if the um, is the lyrics and and. Um... And all of that in the third, just in the third edition? No, no, no. Those are only on the iPhone app. Oh, those okay. extra ones go. are on the, uh, the, the CD doesn't have those, unfortunately. The problem with the CD format is, you know, you can only cram 80 minutes on it. Yeah. Whereas the iPhone app, actually, if you, uh, you know, take into account you've got different background sounds, you've got subliminal messages that you can turn on and off. If you were to put all the combinations end to end, you'd you'd be there for for days. Really, it's it's a very adaptable format just because of the way the iPhone works. You can program it to do exactly what you want. I would I would say it's the most um, adaptable and customizable hypnosis product out there. I would say. Um, well, and and I, you know, I, it's been a few years since I really searched around for hypnosis specifically for musicians. But when I did, it seemed like it was really the only thing out there that um, that was this comprehensive, certainly, or um, out there at all. Well, thank you. There's a, there's a good book by Kenny Werner, the Effortless Mastery. That's yes, I do book. have that. But yeah, there's good stuff out there, yeah. definitely. Yeah. And I think people are waking up to it. You know, um, I I um. Uh, people come and talk to me about it all the time, and it's it's really great that people are open to it. That's awesome. I think the problem with hypnosis is, you know, it's it's had a bit of a um, a bad press, really, yeah. because of the uh, you know you, you see it on, you know, on in the tabloid newspapers and the trashy novels and things, mm-hmm. and it's uh, that is such an unfortunate side product of yeah, I agree a, a really empowering. Um, thing that you can do and like I say it's self-help you can do it yourself I should mention that I've just written a script for this um, freebie we're going to give your listeners a freebie yeah tell us about it I haven't recorded it yet but I've written the script and it's great it's not strictly hypnosis it's a a guided visualization Mm -hmm. I thought I'd do that just to you know if people perhaps didn't want to go there if it had the word hypnosis in the title Mm -hmm. you know but so it's just a guided visualization you can stick some headphones on and listen and and chill out and have a uh, you know just go on a little guided daydream really that's what it is Um, what I will do is uh, I will I'll create the file and I'll send it to you but I should probably also host it on my uh, website for people to download also would that be okay yeah that would be awesome and then um, maybe you can just give us that that link again or um, kind of tack it on yeah. to the end of this one yeah sure. uh, that that's awesome thank you so much no no problem it's it's quite good actually to have a, a 
project like you know this this um, podcast that we're this interview that we're doing now, something like that to actually kick me into creating something. And I've had a few ideas for a while, and I thought, great, this is the opportunity. I'm going to do this kind of fun thing. If you, I hope your listeners have got uh, vivid and wild imaginations because it's quite fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm very excited to uh, to check that out when it's when it's all finished. Give me a few days, and it'll be with you. <laughs> <laughs> cool. And then then who knows? Yeah, I'll I'll just be practicing nonstop, I guess. But um, so, so tell me, um, you know, you're obviously in the UK. Um, London, mm-hmm. is that right? Well, I'm not in London. Okay. I'm about uh, I'm a couple of hours out of London. Although I was in London yesterday, I was playing at the Savoy Hotel, which is quite fun. Nice. So um, <laughs> it's it's my perception. I don't know if this is correct or not, but um, but you guys over there are. Uh, it seems like there's more openness to to hypnosis, and there has been for a while. Um, than there is in, in, in America. Is, is that, has that been your experience or are we well, all kind of just warming up to it now? Um, I think things are uh, open here, but uh, I haven't been over in the States uh, ooh, for okay. mostly 15 or 20 years. I, I studied in, in Boston at Berkeley. Oh, nice. That's where my music degree is from. Um, so, uh, and when I was over there, I wasn't so deeply into this stuff anyway. So yeah. to be perfectly honest, I can't comment on whether you know we're ahead of the game or whether you are. <laughs> you, what, however, mm-hmm. I mean, you guys have produced Richard Bandler, which is fantastic. You know, the the whole yeah. NLP stuff yeah. is getting very big here. Um, and the guy's a genius. Everybody should check out, um, you know, some NLP. Yeah, definitely. Um... I've done I've done a few kind of NLP type um, podcasts, and um, if you guys haven't checked those out, I've got um, I've got a few that I that I did last year, and it's it's kind of based on his work. My my hypnothera- hypnotherapy teacher kind of did a, a wide range of of different things, and and um, I think the point I'm of sure. all of it was was self empowerment, and and uh, you know yeah. she would she would talk about. You know, we're really dehypnotizing ourselves by doing this work. So, um, so hopefully, people will be open to, you know, checking yeah. this all out. And um, so, specifically for musicians, what kind of issues um, have you seen this sort of work um, help help people help yourself? Um, well, um, I mean, I do do about stage fright. Yeah, there's a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a lot of people contact me and, and use the CD for that reason, but there's so much more in it, you know, yeah. uh, other than just, uh, you know, sorting out a few nerves. Um, the uh, I spend most of my time working as a musician. I travel around, I play the drums, that's what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, this thing has been a, uh, a sideline for a while, uh, but it hasn't stopped me from doing some one-on-one work with, uh, you know, people that, you know, feel that the CD gets them so far, but they've got issues that they want to sort out. And, uh, yeah, I've had a few people, um, some people who who work at reasonably high level, and um, people with with rhythm issues. I had a guy Mm -hmm. who wanted help. uh, He never felt that he was placing notes exactly where he wanted to. And... uh, um, uh, oh, people with, with other fears and things. It's, it, uh, it's been quite interesting work, but to be perfectly honest, I don't fish out that kind of work. I don't look for private clients. If somebody wants to come to me 
fine, yeah, but yeah. mostly I'll say, you know, go to the CD or go to the um, uh, the iPhone app. Yeah. Um, and really, you know, it, it, like I said before, it is pretty comprehensive. Um, I think I mentioned on one of my emails that um, how I really got into all of this uh, type of work was uh, having really intense stage fright as a teenager. And, um, you know, I'd been doing a lot of competitions and um, competitive orchestral situations and, and there'd been mean conductors. <laughs> Yeah. There's all sorts of stuff. And, you know, I just sort of like taken on all this baggage where when I was a kid, I, I enjoyed playing for people. And then as a teenager, it was just, you know, I never knew where it was going to strike me, if it was going to be in the bow arm or the fingers oh. were going to just not be able to find the right spots and I'd be totally mm -hmm. out of tune or the vibrato would, you know, go on kind of autopilot and get crazy or, you know, just different things. And, and so then I ended up... um going and, and doing hypnotherapy um, and, and kind of what we did there was go back to some of these old um, traumatic experiences and reframe them, rework them so that they just didn't have that charge, yeah. you know, so, so I could see someone that has like really traumatic experiences seeking out someone like you, like after they've listened to the CD, it's like, well, yeah, the stage fright um, track has really helped me, but there's still like this little this little thing there, you know, and, sure. and that would probably be the point. But I think for a lot of people, probably, mm. you know, it's just sort of almost like societal mm. conditioning that you're supposed to be afraid before a performance. And, and so they kind of get on, well, those little, you know, no, I, I, I don't know. So I read a very interesting thing a while ago. Um, I can't remember exactly where, so I'm sorry, I can't quote exactly. But um, I think it might have been Bruce Springsteen who, okay. who was... Uh, explaining how he felt before he went on in front of a, you know, 40,000-seat uh, uh, stadium audience or something. Sure. And the the physical experiences that he the, and feelings that he had before he went on were exactly word for word what somebody else would describe stage fright as being. Mm -hmm. So it's a it's an excitement, mm -hmm. um, and it's how you how you frame it. Yeah. There's no point in, in going to a hypnotherapist or something and saying, right, I want to be completely relaxed uh, when I go out and play. Because if you do, you know, you'll be half asleep and you'll put on a lackluster performance. Yeah, that's There's true. this kind of optimum amount of, um, optimum amount of adrenaline that, that, uh, that you need to, in order to put a good performance on. And the thing is, your unconscious mind, which regulates all your body chemistry, mm -hmm. your unconscious mind knows what you need yeah it's an extremely wise thing as you know the the unconscious mind and it will regulate the amount of adrenaline running through your your system um and that's something which uh you know is is in the is in my my products you know it's the fact that i'm uh suggesting that the amount of adrenaline will be the optimum amount. You won't have so little that you're falling asleep and going to give a, uh, a really lackluster performance. You yeah. have to have some there. Yeah. And you enjoy the feeling of having a bit of this uh, rocket fuel run, running around your system, and it gives you a bit of zzz and off you go, you know. Yeah. Go yeah. get a target. Huh? No, that's a very good point because um, it's true that the feeling in the body, like if we just kind of take the mind out of it and we're just focusing on just, just the sensations, the feeling of... Um, you know, what we might, you know, say is stage fright is 
the same sort of feelings as, oh, you know, I'm about to go on a roller coaster. This is really exciting, you know? And, um, and it's just how we're, how we're choosing to perceive those sensations and, um, yeah, you know, and, and just, uh, if we could not go there, that would be, that would be really nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just not think about, the, well, think about the fear, you know, it's, um, and then also, often, I think, yeah. I think that a, a, a bit of stage fright, uh, or a bit of, um, excitement before you go on w will precede some of your best performances. Yeah. You know? uh, it's almost like a, like a recipe for a good performance is to have a bit of adrenaline going through your body and yeah. understand the feelings of that and understand that at the end of it, you know, nobody's going to die. You're going to be all right at the end of it. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's just getting the levels right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a really good point. Um, yeah, I did a gig uh, last month that um, has just really stuck with me. It was, in a pub and uh, with two two other women, um, kind of like pop rock music or all original songwriting and stuff. And these ladies are just, they've been doing it for a long time. They're really energized and they're just like sweating up a storm and, and just so much energy. And I just was so energized and almost like floating above the performance like the whole time. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but um, I definitely wasn't relaxed. But it, but it, I, it was just it was an excitement. It was it was like a thrill, you know, to be in this situation. And yeah, and, um, I mean, you, people who describe it as being in the zone, don't yeah, they? Yeah, totally. That's it. Yeah, which um, you know, it's it, 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 you can set up triggers that put you back in that zone. It's like mm -hmm. for some people, it can be a you know, a lucky rabbit's foot or something, and people will wear the right undergarments <laughs> and they're going to do a good gig. It yeah. doesn't matter what the triggers are. Yeah. Um, I mean, unfortunately, some people seem to think that it's a good idea to have five pints of beer before they go and play a, um, play a gig because, they, you know, that's their anchor to, to playing a good gig, which is yeah. really self-destructive at the end of the day. But um, it's so easy using, uh, you know, some of the self-help stuff to set up uh, triggers that you you can fire off yourself or anchors as they're called. You know, um, for me, just getting a pair of drumsticks in your hands is an anchor. Yeah. And I imagine for you, you know, just popping that fiddle under your chin and yeah. off you go. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And yeah. and that's um, yeah. It's um one one thing that I come across a lot with with students, obviously, is, is, is practicing, getting them to practice, um, mm. you know, particularly the younger ones. And, and the parents are always, you know, well, how, gosh, I don't know how to get, I don't I know how to get her to practice. It's like, well, she's only six, but, you know, <laughs> but, um, but also um, my adult students, sometimes it's like, gosh, I wanted to practice all week, but I only got in four days and, and I wanted to do six or seven, you know, um, I see this over and over again with certain people where it's like they say they really want to do this and they really enjoy coming to lessons and they enjoy practicing when they practice, but then yeah. they get tripped up and, um, and somehow don't make it, don't make it happen as regularly as they would like. Um, do you, do you come across this? Have you come across this and, and what well, might be kind of the remedy in hypnosis? Do you think? Well, um, 
there are certain tricks that I pull on, you know, uh, some of the kids that I have taught at schools. Mm -hmm. um, usually if there's a deadline involved, if there's a big concert coming up or somebody's got a great exam well, that definitely helps. or something, <laughs> um, it, it seems that when you're younger, your perception of time is different. You know, yeah. you, we all know that summer holidays seem to last for, for years when we were little, but now they're gone in a flash. It's, yeah. it, and because the, the kids process time differently, mm -hmm. um, if you get them to think about the exam that they've got to do or the concert they've got to give or, so, or some achievement, um, to, to their minds, it will seem so far away. But as an adult, we know that it's a lot closer than they think. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, you're aware of all these NLP techniques and things. People perceive time around them physically. You look at their eyes and they look in certain directions or they, mm -hmm. they squint into the distance when they're trying to visualize, uh, you know, their, their, their next exam or something. Yeah, definitely. Um, and just using uh, spatial anchoring, um, I can almost pick up these imaginary uh, deadlines that they've put over the other side of the room and actually walk them forwards and put them in front of them and they, and, and show them nice. how close they can be. Um, it's, uh, it, this is some therapy that's worked with me in the past. I've had, uh, I went for an NLP session with a guy who, uh, who used this with me and uh, boy, does that motivate you know, yeah, it's just it's, time. It's like, okay, see that thing way off in the distance? Okay, now take a step forward, and now it's yeah. close, and now, oh, now it's the next day. And, yeah, mm. I could see that that really kind of charging someone up. Man, I better mm. get that violin out and start fiddling away for a while. <laughs> and it's best to do it as, as fast as you can. What I would yeah. suggest is to, uh, to a pupil, if, if the idea of an exam is a long way away, then I will get them to as vividly as they can imagine that that is attached to a piece of really strong elastic, ah. um, and that any second now I'm going to let it go, and this piece of elastic is going to pull this uh, uh, this moment in time forward, so that it's right in front of their nose. You know, and ah. then I go boom like yeah. that, and uh, it, you know. The, the, the kid's got to have some imagination to do this, but yeah. it does change them. It really it changes them consciously and subconsciously as well. It gets people moving and doing things. One, one nice thing about kids is they often do have a good imagination. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. so you can do these sort of things, and it doesn't seem quite as, as strange as when I've taken some yeah. of my adult students, and it's like, okay, bear with me. We're going to do this thing. If it doesn't help you at all, then oh well, but I think it might, you know, so um, that's very cool. Well, I think that I think your adult students will enjoy this, uh, this track that I've got lined up for you because nice. it, it, there's a little bit of silliness there. So if you want your inner child to come out, then this is a very good time for it to do so. Okay. You'll good. love it. It's going to be fun. Yeah, I think that that's, that's really important for the adult students. I've got some that, that just kind of get bogged down with the idea that, oh, gosh, you know, if only I'd started when I was a kid. It's, it's hopeless to me now, you know, but I'll keep plodding along. And it's like, what are you talking about? You've only been playing for three years, and you're doing pretty yeah. well. <laughs> yeah. And also, you can you can remember how you learned when you were a child. Because like yeah. you say, ch children learn really, really fast because yeah. they're programmed to do so. But I think over the years, we kind of forget how to do it. And a lot of the playfulness 
in learning seems to dissolve away. As soon as you put someone in a suit and send them off for a, a day job yeah. and then they come back for lessons when they're a bit older and stuff, it, it, there's that um, playfulness which seems to have gone somehow. And if you can get that back, then great. You can really fly with it. Yeah, that's so true. And that, that's, that's a really, really good point. Because, um, I mean, why are, we, why are all of us doing this? Why are we playing music? I mean, <clears throat> hopefully it should yeah. be fun, you know. Yeah, and, right. um, and I do see a lot of, a lot of uh, especially adult students coming in who are like, yeah, you know, I've always wanted to do this. I think it would be really fun. I love the sound of the violin or the viola. Mm. And, uh, and then a couple lessons in, they're like, man, this is a lot of work. You know, and it's kind of like another job. And it's like, no, it's not yeah. supposed to be another job. You know, it is a process. It's a long process. But hopefully um, we're just enjoying every step of the way. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, I think as adults we, we, um, we've had enough experience to understand that at, at the end of a process there's a reward. Mm -hmm. You know, um, children sometimes they don't understand that there's a reward. Mm -hmm. uh, you're six months down the line. And, and what I will say to my pupils many times, you know, if I think they're getting a little bit, um, you know, they're, they're losing a bit of enthusiasm on it, sure. I will just tell them about some of the things that I've been lucky enough to do in my life and say, you know, you, you can do that. Mm -hmm. That's certainly well within your capability. Yeah. Uh, you're already a better drummer than I was, you know, at about your age. You know, I can do say things like this to really inspire them and to yeah. make them think that they can do it. Um, and just, uh, uh, you know, crank up the motivation. Yeah. And to, and to say, you know, if I waved a magic wand over you now and and showed you as a pupil what you could be doing when you're, you know, perhaps 25, mm -hmm. that's a really powerful thing uh, in teaching, I believe, because it makes the pupil think, well, what could I be doing when I, you know, let's, let's wave the magic wand. Let's go... 10 years into the future mm -hmm. and wow that's me playing in a you know in a concert here and there are all these um you know attractive people of the opposite sex throwing, um <laughs> throwing themselves at me you know <laughs> do you see what i mean i mean yeah that, definitely it, it, well, so, so this show is, them yeah. show them where it's going show them that it's <laughs> not good for some of them if i know that a pupil is going to be you know that music is definitely going to be a big part of their life yeah Sometimes I will just tap them on the shoulder and remind them that actually this music lesson is almost work experience. Yeah. It's as much work experience as it is a... But if they go and have a geography lesson or, or something and they don't walk out of the school and suddenly go and do some geography somewhere and earn money doing it. Mm -hmm. But with music, you can. You can teach them a musical instrument. They can walk out of school. And even if they just sit on a street corner with a guitar and strum and put a hat out and people throw money in it, you're using that skill, you know, to to uh, you know to make a bit of money, even if it's only for you know some some candy or something, you know. Yeah, exactly. No, that, that's that's great, and and really, um, I've said it before on the podcast, but um, I believe it was from. Do you know um, the book, The Talent Code? Have you come across that book? Oh, absolutely! Yeah, it's I love the that best. Book. It's it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Um, totally I've awesome. I've got it on audio book. I've listened to it in the car. Yep, same. Um, I bought it as a, a, a as a book, which I've now lent out, so I must get that back. It's brilliant. So I believe it's in that book, um, but correct me if if you don't remember that part. But um, he's talking about this study where they they tracked 
um, a bunch of, of beginning students um, over the course of several years, and they, in the very beginning, they asked them, you know, like, how long do you think you'll be doing this? How long do you think you'll be playing this instrument? And, and the ones that said, like, oh, you know, I might try it for a few weeks or whatever, they did not do very well. And the ones yeah. that were like, oh, I'm going to do this forever, of course, you know, they yeah. did really well. And then there was some other questions in there, and they kind of, you know, people, yep. people did, did as well as they thought they would do. And they yes, kept it, it up is, if it they is. thought they were going to keep it up. And <clears throat> I almost have thought about doing that as like, you know, in the initial consultation with students, just like asking them, so, yeah. so you know, why, why are you doing this? How, mm -hmm. how long do you want to do this for? And just kind of see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, but it, it, even if you get a, if you had a pupil, for instance, who said, oh, I might do it through till, you know, the age 18 or when I leave school or something. Yeah. Um, you could then take them to task on that and say, "Well, why stop? Yeah, exactly. what, you know, what, imagine what you could do if you kept going at it." And they might say, "Oh, well, yeah. you know," and then they look at what I'm doing or what other people are doing around them. Uh, I can say, "Well, you know, what would have happened if um, Buddy Richard stopped playing drums when he left school or something?" It, yeah. it, it, <laughs> Well, I think you know, a lot of times, that is an inspiration. yeah, a lot of times, you know, we have this this preconceived idea, like maybe we saw our parents, oh, they played instruments when they were kids, but then they stopped when they went off to college and did their real career and then got a family and all of that. And, and, um, and, you know, maybe that's been the modeling and that's why the child is, is saying that this, uh, this will be the case with them as well. Um, I don't know. I think you're probably right. Yeah. 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 It's all very but, interesting. Yes, that's a very good book. I was thoroughly recommend that your uh, your listeners get that it's the um uh the talent code and i'm just looking for my copy now to so that i can tell you who's who's published by and everything but i guess you could put that in the notes can you of, of yeah, the podcast definitely Great. yeah it's an awesome book um gosh well um we could probably just keep going forever about all of those topics. <laughs> well, I don't want to bore your listeners. It's been great talking to you. If you want to uh, wind up and we can, uh, you know, perhaps have another session later or, you know, another time. Yeah, well, um, um, I definitely um, want you to give this information of your website again. And then um, when you get the the MP3 track on your website, um, just send me the link and then I can, I can put that yeah. on here as well. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for for doing this interview and for doing doing that for us all. I'm so yeah. excited to check that out. No problem. I mean, <laughs> it's all part of the the viral marketing plan that we have down here in in, <laughs> in the UK. Yep. <laughs> Trying to get my stuff sold as far as, and as wide as I can. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, the, yeah. yeah, it's just so effective. Anyone could benefit. Uh, it's worth it's worth a try, you know. If you have any musical problems with practicing, with playing, or whatever, it's it's totally yeah. worth a try. Well, um, I've had people tell me after they've used the hypnosis CD for a while that you know they're also sleeping better and they're feeling more confident in other areas of their lives nice. and things. So it's it's, it's good stuff. And um, the the thing I would suggest people do is look at the comments page on uh, on my website because that's really going to speak more. Uh, you know, I, I can big myself up, unfortunately, and it, it's uh, sounded like I'm on a big uh, ego trip here. <laughs> so you can edit all that out, I hope. But uh, no, what really humbles me is when people write in and, and say that it's helped them, and everything. that's just, it speaks far more than, than I can say uh, about the product. You know, it's, uh, it's lovely to hear that. 
Um, and if people are interested in checking it out, it's uh, sambrown.co.uk. That's S-A-M-B-R-O-W-N.co.uk. Uh, you can search for self-hypnosis for musicians uh, on uh, Google, and that will find you the link to that site. Um, if you have an iPhone, uh, the name of the iPhone app is slightly different because self-hypnosis for musicians was too long. I had to shorten it, so it's cropped down to Musicians Hypnosis. Awesome. And that's the app there. Um, uh, yeah, and please follow me on Twitter, which is uh, Twitter at whatever it is, uh, Sam Brown Music is my Twitter name. And my Facebook page is uh, San the Drums, I think. I call it San the Drums, yeah. Nice. <laughs> well, I'll definitely come in and be your friend. I, I haven't gotten into Twitter, but, you know, Facebook, it seems hard to avoid. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think there are two sides to Facebook. You can either use it, you know, for, for keeping in touch with your mates and your friends and, yeah. uh, and wasting an awful lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> or you can, um, you know, can use it as a bit of a business tool, and I, I do a bit of both, and yeah, it's way. it's a great way of meeting people, you know, such as yourself, and, and the, the, this internet thing, it's great, lovely. Yeah, yeah. well, th <laughs> thank you so much. Not at all. We'll, we'll keep in touch on the email, um, cheerio viewers, um, listeners, whatever, yeah. <laughs> um, and perhaps we'll get to talk again one day. That sounds perfect. Well, you have a really nice, I guess, evening, and um, we'll be in touch. Yeah, okay, nice one. Thanks for the call, Laurel. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Very best of luck to you. Okay, bye. Bye now. Awesome. So I hope you enjoyed that. I did. If you're interested in checking out this MP3 that Sam has put together for us, then you can go to my site and find a link to his site where it's hosted. So my site is www.laurelthompson.com. That's spelled L-A-U-R-E-L-T-H-O-M-S-E-N. If you go there and then in the navigation bar, click on podcast, then scroll to the podcast page for this episode, which should be pretty self-explanatory, then you'll find the link to, um, to that MP3, which you should definitely check out. And um, I just wanted to give the details on the book that we discussed. It is called The Talent Code, and the author is Daniel Coyle, that's C-O-Y-L-E. If you're interested in how we learn and how we can learn better, it's definitely a book to check out. The other person we mentioned was Richard Bandler, B-A-N-D-L-E-R, and along with John Grinder, G-R-I-N-D-E-R, they created what we call neuro-linguistic programming, or NLP. Like hypnosis and hypnotherapy, NLP's goal um, or purpose is to help us change our emotional and mental patterns, um, behaviors that aren't working for us anymore, uh, habits, um, old belief systems that, again, aren't working for us, and uh, stuff like that. So if you're interested in this sort of work, both Richard Bandler and John Grinder have a lot of books out and um, books together and stuff like that. So it should be pretty easy to find information about NLP if that's what you're interested in. 
before we wrap it up here, I did want to mention those other episodes that I did that were kind of modeled after NLP. One was called The Excellent Musician of Visualization that was published on iTunes back in June uh, of 2010, June 17th. And then the other one is called Befriending the Practice Saboteur. And that was published on iTunes back in November 2010. Uh, So that was November 14th, it looks like. Oh, I almost forgot. We have one more. So Sam mentioned Kenny Werner, W-E-R-N-E-R. Kenny Werner is a pianist, and he wrote a book called Effortless Mastery, Liberating the Master Musician Within. It's actually a book and CD combo, and the CD provides some creative visualizations or meditations around um, aspects of becoming a better musician, so creativity and um, relaxation, different things like that, similar to Sam Brown's work. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions for me about the podcast or anything else, then please email me. My email address is laurel at laurelthompson.com. And if you are a student and you don't have a private teacher, you're interested in getting some help, then I do lessons obviously in person, but also via Skype. And you're welcome to contact me about that possibility if you're so inclined. And until next time, definitely check out Sam Brown's CD and or iPhone app, and definitely the MP3 that he's been so kind to record for us. His website, again, is sambrown.co.uk. Have a great day, and as always, happy practicing.